their success is our success. And uh, if they do well, we do well. And so if you want your videos to get noticed and you want them maybe to win awards and you want to be able to show other new clients that when we did this, this happened and we, and we were able to measure it, um, that's a pretty great way to drive business and make sure that your company stays afloat or grows. What are video producers really being hired for? To just create a video for a client, hand it over and move on to the next creative project? Or to actually deliver results for a business? a solution to a problem and a return on that video's investment. My guest today is one of the OGs from my flagship online video strategy blueprint course. And as the director of a Canadian-based video production and strategy agency, I've invited him back onto the show to share more about his journey into strategy. Let's roll the intro and get into it. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day guys, Ben Amos here from Engage Video Marketing and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 162. Hey, have you jumped in on my free training this week? It's called The Rise of the Video Strategist and video number two is out now with the final training, video number three, releasing Wednesday the 16th of September. So depending on when you're listening to this, you'll probably want to jump in right now. Head on over to onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com to register now for the free training. In this training, I'm breaking down the seven elements critical to success with a video strategy and how video producers can begin to pivot to video strategists in this changing world of video production we find ourselves in. Like I said, you can learn more and join the free training this week only at onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com. And if you're listening to this sometime in the future, and you want more information about the online video strategy revolution, you can head on over to that link, onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com and join the waitlist for when the training releases again soon. Now, as I mentioned in today's show, I'm excited to bring back a return guest, Doug Darling, CEO of Tripwire Media Group based out of Winnipeg in Canada. Now, Doug was one of the very first students of the Online Video Strategy Blueprint program a couple of years ago. And since then, he's continued to build his video business, his team, and better serve his clients through the videos that they produce. So in today's episode, we'll be exploring the shift that video production companies are feeling in our industry and how Doug has been showing up for his clients through the strange 2020 that we've all experienced so far. He shares why just making great video is not enough and why strategy is such an important pillar to focus on. Doug also shares some real insight into how he's been growing his video business over the last few months and what we can all learn and apply in our own businesses, whether you're a video producer or not. All this and more in today's episode with Doug Darling, CEO of Tripwire Media Group. Let's get in to the interview. Doug, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have return guests here on the show. And you were back in episode 
78 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, which is couple of years ago now. So it's good to have you back. And particularly if people go back and listen to episode 78, it'll be interesting to kind of explore how you've, how you've evolved yourself as a video strategist within your company and, and with what you're doing with video strategy. And that's exactly why I wanted to bring you back on the show today. So for people that didn't listen to episode 78 and maybe haven't heard about Doug Darling and Tripwire Media Group before, tell us what's your backstory and, and what do you do today? Well, for the for the very small few who haven't heard of me, <laughs> um, no, uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm Doug Darling, I'm the uh, president and um, uh, CEO and executive creative director at uh, Tripwire Media Group in Winnipeg, Manitoba, uh, in Canada, and we are video production company, or at least traditionally we're a video production company that kind of turned into a video agency. Uh, and now we do, uh, we're really working on b- building the uh, strategy side of that to be kind of a full video solution uh, strategy organization. Um, and so we do everything from kind of live action video to um, scripted, uh, un- uh, sorry, documentary and uh, a lot of animation as well. Awesome. And what's, what's the size of your team? Just to give us a bit of a sense of who you've got. Yeah, well, post, uh, post-COVID, we, we, we'd gone from 16 down to... Oh, sorry, during COVID, we'd gone from 16 down to uh, 11. Uh, and then we've actually been a- able to hire most people back. Um, the only person that we didn't uh, actually had taken another job. So it kind of actually worked out. We are, so we're, I think, uh, I think we are 14 with two contract workers as well. Um, and it's kind of a sweet spot. We're, uh, we're now kind of looking at the idea of kind of growing ourselves in our work and, uh, and our relationships with kind of open source um, you know, uh, freelance and that kind of stuff, rather than trying to make ourselves really large and overhead, really learning that it's not necessarily the success of your company is not necessarily defined by the size of your company. Um, but that's, yeah, we're, uh, we're a team of, um, a handful of video producers, uh, and DOPs, uh, animators, uh, writers, uh, and then account support and administrative support, uh, around. Excellent. And listeners are probably intrigued as well as to what, what's the core type of client you work for? Is that, do you work in a particular sector? Uh, we like to think that we're kind of able to cross pollinate anywhere. Um, and that, uh, we are not really niched in that sense. Um, we definitely spend a lot of time in agriculture manufacturing. Um, we do a lot of work in it and tourism as well, really coming down to if you have a need and you want to, f- you want to be able to do something a little more unique than just make your average video. You want to use story. You want to use the psychology of storytelling, uh, and, you know, basically, uh, creative, uh, solutions rather than your facts and features, uh, video. Although those, those are somewhat, some, as you know, in the video funnel, sometimes there's a place for that. Um, we're really interested in working with you. So, you know, we've had everything recently from working with a very large Canadian grain company, uh, to doing a bunch of explainer videos for TikTok, um, which was a really great thing to get in the middle of uh, the pandemic. Um, so we really, you know, it's more really about the kind of client rather than the, uh, than the, uh, genre that they're in. Awesome. So I'm interested to hear from you, Doug, you know, you're pretty deep in the world of video. You've been doing this for a number of years. So in 2020, why is video so important for businesses to consider as part of their marketing, their marketing strategy? That's a good question. I think that, I mean, for you and I, who've been trying to 
promote video and kind of do that uphill battle with a lot of organizations and people who don't necessarily see the value in it there. If it ain't broke, don't fix it with traditional marketing. Um, COVID was obviously a pretty big uh, launching pad for a lot of um, people who were in the same way that we all went uh, into remote um, uh, remote uh, workspaces. Um, and we don't always talked about it. COVID forced us into this. It also forced a lot of people into making video content and having to communicate through video when before that they couldn't. Um, and so it was very interesting to see um, that evolve very quickly. Everything from we kind of started helping leaders and organizations on how to even just make their own content when it wasn't making sense for us to come and make it for them or where they didn't really have any budget and they had a very quick need and having to you know, get their message across and, and get to connect with people because, you know, those who weren't were really, you know, I, I, I always like to say that you're saying something by not saying something in the time of COVID. Um, and by being quiet was actually sometimes a louder statement than anything. But um, so people started to really get a taste for that. And I think they really started to get a taste for all different levels of content. Uh, the idea of video changed from just being large commercials or big brand stories to uh, things that were made uh, externally and internally, and that there needed to be a cohesive strategy uh, to put that all together. Um, now we're really starting to see that organizations who, uh, um, you know, would have maybe been doing things uh, in person, uh, recruiting is, is one that we've seen a handful of organizations where they can't tour uh, the country or, or the, or the uh, continent to meet people to recruit for their organization. Now they have to do it through video. We're working with a law firm on um, a, a series of kind of small mini impact stories. And then we're working with the um, university surgery of de uh, department of surgery on making a, a big amount of videos to explain how their entire facility works. So those are some of the kind of trends that I've been seeing in the last six months. And it's been pretty exciting uh, to be in that realm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? The impact that the pandemic and changes to the way that business needs to be done in this world of video production, um, how it's both, you know, both impacted negatively on our industry, um, but potentially has actually impacted positively over the long run, exactly as you say, the the desire for video within different organizations across a whole bunch of different formats of communication, not just in marketing and advertising has, you know, really exploded. And I'm interested to explore this idea with you a bit further, because I think that idea of, you know, companies, corporations needing to take a media company mindset, you've probably heard, you've heard that idea before that media company mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, what's your take on that? Like, you know, how are you seeing that shift playing out? Um, how are we seeing the shift in, in companies moving to video, do you mean? Or or embracing that idea of a media company mindset because, you know, there is more co uh, content being created in-house and they are using videos in different ways uh, rather than just, you know, big marketing campaigns. So how are you seeing that play out in, in Canada or in, in the companies that you connect with? Sure. Yeah. I think it's just becoming something that's really hard to ignore. I mean, as an example, we were trying to, you know, as you know, we were building up our strategy um, solutions and we knew we always had to do it for ourselves, but uh, it really um, put the pressure on making sure that we were also talking the talk and walking the walk. And so we're our own case study. Um, when this all happened, you know, I went from being someone who used to be in front of people. I like to do client education. I like to walk, you know, walk through the door and, and kind of sing the praises of video and story and, and, and just the impact that it can have. Well, I wasn't able to do that anymore. And so, um, 
Matthew, my writer said, well, you know, all those little things that you say, uh, all those little stories or analogies or things that you're just, you find yourself saying on an almost daily basis, let's turn those into videos and let's, uh, let's make them, uh, in a way that, um, is obviously easy to make and, and quick to make, uh, and that we can replicate them quickly. So, um, we started doing that and, you know, it, it shouldn't have been a surprise, obviously, that we were getting a lot of really great engagement with that. Uh, we put that along with an email campaign and, and collectively you ended up getting a lot of interaction. I was reconnecting with a lot of people, colleagues. I was getting new people who were seeing this, who were actually contacting us, asking for everything from advice to uh, to wanting to talk about a business project. Actually, that law firm was someone I, we'd worked with years ago who saw the video and said, that reminds me, I need to talk to you guys about story uh, and, and doing re redoing our entire brand uh, storytelling. It was like, whoa, wicked. So, um, and it allowed me to uh, be more comfortable with being in front of the camera and being okay to kind of promote myself. I started getting, um, you know, realizing that I wasn't maybe necessarily good off the cuff. I'm really good when I'm able to talk to someone uh, or I don't feel the pressure of being recorded. Well, I then went, you know what, I needed to use a teleprompter. So I found a teleprompter app and, you know, kind of in a, um, um, in a meta way, kind of went, I'm going to do a video about the teleprompter app that I, I just uh, found. And so it was, um, it was a, a really great catharsis for me and a great way to connect with other people in a different way. And then I found that people were just coming out of the woodwork and um, especially in a troubling time. Um, I thought it was really, really helpful to start having all those conversations. And so if that's one example of, you know, how, um, making smaller content along with the bigger, more traditional video uh, promotions that you do can engage in all different types of ways at all different types of levels, uh, how it proves that you don't have to do something at a very high budget uh, with, a, with a huge plan, although it still has to fit into the larger plan, um, that uh, as long as you understand what you're doing, who you're talking to, what the goal to come from that is, uh, and what, how it fits into the longer uh, journey of your client or of your, you know, your uh, sales lead, um, then, um, then it's doable. And so I think a lot of people realized what seemed very scary before is very manageable and very achievable. And sometimes you just have to kind of take that leap um, to, 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 to get into it. Yeah, cool. I love that. And I love, you know, I saw a bunch of what you were doing during that time as well. Some of these videos oh, yeah. you talked about. <laughs> awesome work. Um, good bit of humor in there as well. But I, sure. I think what, what the takeaway there for, for anyone of any sort of business, whether you're a video business or any sort of business listening to this is using video in a way to just allow your company and yourself and your people to be human, but also be visible, yes. you know, just to, like you say, you show up for that client who hasn't even thought about you for a couple of years. And then like, ah, oh, you remind me just by showing up, by being visible that we need yeah. to do some more work with you. Right. There's an authenticity to it as well. Right. So, you know, as you know, and for the, those, those few who haven't seen it again, um, you know, I, the very first one I made is my daughter popped into the shot and I decided to keep it in there and people really reacted to that. And I thought that was something that really helped tell the story of what we were all going through. Everyone had children popping into their zoom feeds. Um, and so I kind of, you know, <laughs> exploited it a little bit. She wanted to be a part of it, of course, but you know, um, and then, my, my brand and my voice has a silly factor to it. So I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't coming off as someone who I wasn't. And again, that authenticity allowed someone, people doing, uh, hopefully feel more engaged with me, understand who I was, uh, that I wasn't, even when I was scripting myself, I was still coming from a place kind of from the heart. And I think that um, there's so many, so much opportunity to do that um, in a world 
where we're still quite digital and that's not going to change anytime. Um, the, the fact that we as uh, um, human beings connect to faces more than we connect to anything. And the more that, you know, we can hear um, and see the emotion and the authenticity of what who people are and what they want rather than uh, being these faceless people faceless suits in some way or or just um, uh, falling into the um, uh, unknown of a large corporation um, you know the more that we can add uh, that personal touch to it uh, the the more engagement you'll have yeah absolutely I think though that there is two sides to every coin, you know, and, you know, I think alongside the benefits that we've just talked about around creating content, you know, rough, ready, raw, just getting it out there and telling stories and creating content in an authentic and human way to be visible, that's a positive, right? But then the other side to that coin is the idea of creating video for video's sake and just, you know, thinking, yeah. well, I've got, I've got a bit of time or, you know, we're in front of Zoom a lot more often. Let's just record some stuff and stick it up online somewhere, you know. And anyone who's listened to this podcast for long enough knows that videos for video's sake is not the way to go about this. So what do you say to that, that playoff between encouraging businesses to embrace that media company mindset and yeah. doing so strategically? What's your take on yeah, that? I couldn't agree more, right? Like you can't just make stuff uh, without any thoughts or plans. You can't make stuff without any structure. Um, and you need to understand what the overall journey is because there's so much content out there and more than ever, I mean, that sounds repetitive now or almost cliche, but even now more than ever, because everybody's doing it, you have even a tougher uh, challenge of breaking through that clutter. So, it, you know, it means that, um, yes, you can make content easily and it's more accessible and you don't have to always worry about it, but it has to still uh, be part of a larger strategy. And even the small stuff from the from the big stuff to the small stuff, you have to have that planned out. And if you don't know how to do that, which a lot of people don't, you need to have someone helping you do that. So even in the videos that I made or that we the small ones that we actually coach people on how to make themselves, we still teach them the story structure, right? You still need a hook at the beginning. Please don't say something really boring or introducing yourself for, you know, 30 seconds, uh, talking about your CV basically on, on, on a video, um, because people won't watch, people won't stick around. You need some form of conflict. You need to give people a reason to continue to watch it and to hope that you're going to answer a question for them. And then you need that structure of hitting those beats. If you're, you know, if it, it hopefully if it's um, not a five or ten minute video, and if it is a five or ten minute video, it has better have a pretty good engagement structure to it, so that uh, someone is actually watching along, and you understand the audience that you're talking to, you understand that the goal that you're trying to get them to, and then um, so it's not just make it and and put it up and hope for the best. Um, everything from obviously the creative strategy. And then the actual, like, you know, behind the scenes strategy of how you're going to get it out there, how you're going to get it seen, um, you know, and how you're going to measure it. That's all really, really important because otherwise, yeah, it's just going to fall into the realm of clutter. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the critical thing there is, is knowing why you're doing it. You know, you mentioned there around understanding your audience and your goals, but also why you're doing it and, and how you're going to do it to engage the audience, which, um, which is critical. So for... For someone out there that it you know isn't like you and me and and you know really understands 
story structure and, and how to create content that engages people. It can be overwhelming though, right? Like, okay, so you try, you've encouraged me to get on camera. Now I'm getting on camera, but now I've got to think about all this other stuff. So how how would you coach someone through that um, who is maybe unsure about what to do, what to say, how to even start? Well, you know, you got to work with what you got um, and you shouldn't force a square peg into a circle hole. If you've got someone who's really not that good on camera, maybe, you know, a a, a vlog style video is not the best way to go about it. Um, maybe you have someone who represents your company. Maybe you, uh, have someone who's an actor and you don't even realize, I don't know, actually, I'm not saying do fake testimonials, by the way, those always drive me crazy. Um, you work with your strengths and as long as you kind of, you know, again, you know, you, I always say, what is the goal and what is the audience and what gets the audience to that goal? And then you back engineer the creative from that. Uh, you back engineer how you think you're best going to get that person's attention. What we do too often is that we think that uh, we don't we don't narrow our audience too much. We think that either uh, our, our, uh, we're trying to appeal to too many different types of demographics, or uh, we just don't really understand uh, our audience in the sense, or we we think we understand them in the way we want to believe that they uh, who they are when we really got to go, what is their emotional triggers and what do they find that's important and what's going to move them to that action um, rather than what's important to me. And they're going to, of course, then find uh, that that's important as well, which is a really bad mistake that actually a lot of people make, right? We just want to talk about ourselves and everything that we're really passionate about organization when we actually aren't even thinking about, well, this guy really cares about, or this woman really cares about what's in it for me. How is this going to engage me emotionally or, uh, intrigue me to the next step. So you need to just kind of figure out how you're going to go from, you know, point A to point Z or (laughs) point Z if you're in the States. And, uh, uh, and knowing that it's not one video is going to do all that. Don't try and pack it all into one video. Um, and so you really got to figure out, um, how you're engaging in that level. So if you are making you know, your own kind of video vlog content. Again, what is it uh, that you're saying in that video? You try to probably say one thing. I don't know. That's at least a good place to start. Try not to get too ambitious. If you need to say six things, maybe you need to make six videos. And maybe that's something that they're coming back to. Maybe you're making a series. Um, I was trying to, I wasn't doing a great job with my own. I was trying to do it every week. Uh, and uh, and uh, I think I was actually, <laughs> I think I was ambitious to say every two days and I was just trying to do so many other things. But you know, if I was really good, I'd be making content or I would have pre-made a bunch of content for someone to expect or come back to. So, um, again, you know, understanding how you're engaging your audience and what you're moving them towards, um, whether it's signing up on a website or a phone call, uh, whether it is seeing a bigger video. Uh, I know you have a really good podcast about your experience, um, in how to, uh, or how you decided on your trip to Fiji. I think it's a great example for anyone who hasn't heard that it's, it's, I think a very recent, uh, one that you just made, um, um, you know, those kind of things. So, you know, understanding where they're coming from, where they're going, uh, or how they got there and where they're going, I think is all very important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, that podcast episode just that Doug was just mentioning there, um, was a couple of episodes ago. So let me just really quickly, I'm going to find out yeah, plug it up. <laughs> which one it was just in case anyone wants to go back and okay. have a listen. Uh, it's a quick listen too. It's like 15 minutes. I like the, the snackable version. I, I listened to it on a bike ride to work and it was a perfect time. That's right. So this was, um, 
all around attribution uh, and your video strategy. This was episode 158. So you can find that engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 158. What really excites me, Doug, about what you've just kind of broken down there, I think really leads into everything I've been talking about for the last couple of years, which is the opportunity for video producers to reposition what it is that they do for their clients and how they assist with the strategy side of what their clients need help with. Um, and yeah. that idea of, you know, considering what you, you are as a video strategist. And I know this is a journey that you've been on as well. And it's exactly what you were breaking down there is businesses need help understanding all of this stuff. So they're not just doing video for video's sake. So can you, yeah. can you take us into your world as a video strategist and how you've been kind of moving towards that over the last couple of years. Absolutely. So, I mean, the, the, you know, going back to the first time I heard you on a podcast, you'd said something that I've been saying for a while, which was, you know, your kind of why behind starting this um, was you were tired of making videos for people that went up on YouTube or Vimeo and you saw 300 views after a year. I literally told that story, you know, and experienced that story so many times. And so I said, well, you know, I think that beyond the creative being uh, great, and if you do still kind of, for the most part, understand what the, the 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 video needs to be or the film needs to be for your client, you can build value and you can add storytelling and you can reform what they think is, you know, you can make something that uh, totally wows them. Even then, you put it online, it still might not do any any uh, any good or have any impact, and that's because we. Um, uh, have something called the creative bias. We think that because it's good, it will do well. And in a world of content in the sense that we're seeing now, it's just not, uh, it's like banking on things going viral. Like, you, yeah. you know, that's that's not something you want to hang your hat on. Um, so we started going, well, we need to, um, we need to really kind of build this as a service. And so we have been building it. We have been integrating it. We have done the, um, Engage video marketing training. I've hired a digital strategy manager um, who actually comes from a much bigger agency who has done all different types of full stra uh, strategies, uh, digital strategies for companies. And so uh, he's been really building it from the ground up because we kind of wanted to do it in three modules. We wanted to build it for ourselves to make sure that we were, you know, walking the talk, or, uh, talking the talk, and and we had uh, ourselves as a case study. We wanted then. Um, bring on existing clients and kind of beta test that for them. Um, so that again, we could build um, a body of work and then we're launching in November um, as a really full service. You know, it's, it's, it's of all, you know, of the handful of things we do strategy is one of them. Um, and uh, the idea of when basically almost any organization um, when we're on that vetting call at the beginning, when we go, what is your strategy? If they say, uh, we don't have one, well, we almost are going to kind of force them to have one. We're making three different packages and one is a very kind of cheap handoff, uh, at least to go like, at least do this with it. If you, you know, if you, um, uh, can't afford or, or, or handle that. Um, it's really funny actually, you know, while we were going through this process, um, you know, I was trying to, you know, the, the reason why for it again is I just want to make the, the most amount of impact for a client. I want them to uh, be able to actually measure the video, see how the video does well. If ROI is part of that, then that's even better. We can prove the success of it before we didn't have the ability to do so. You get someone to spend $10,000 on a video or $20,000, they put it up, it gets a hundred views and then they're not too keen on making another one. But 
if you uh, actually have them, um, you know, if it's strategized, if it's uh, put in front of the right eyes and then it's measured properly, well, they're going to be way more keen on making more when they can see how it's actually had impact, that it was an investment and not an expense. Um, and so that's the one reason for it. But the other re reason for it, which was really interesting, I'd gone down to L.A., um, I had uh, contacted um, uh, Sandwich Video and I got to meet up with Adam and, and Laura there. They were really, really kind to let me come down and just kind of, you know, look under the hood and, and, and share stories. And um, for anyone who doesn't know Sandwich Video, that's where someone should, there should only be a few who don't know who they are because amazing, awesome. um, yeah. yeah, amazing creative uh, uh, agency that does uh, the, their videos are all pretty much hilarious. Um, really great um, uh, um, uh, product explainers. And, um, you know, I asked him, I said, well, what do you guys do for strategy? How do you handle that? He, uh, Adam said, well, actually, I really don't worry about that stuff at all. I don't want that to affect my creative. I don't want that to be uh, something that really changes what we make. I let the other companies deal with that. We make the work and we hand it off. I, I said, oh, that's really interesting. I said, actually, for me, though, I, I'm not... Uh, I'm not doing it to just make money or to add more content or to get more of the share. I'm actually really doing it to justify creative. So in a, a smaller city like Winnipeg, uh, not LA, um, where you have about 800,000 people um, and you might have a, they're a little more conservative. So you're trying to come up with something really, really unique, something that's going to break through the clutter and, and, and uh, pop uh, through uh, throughout all the different levels of the funnel. And um, people get really cold feet. Uh, so when we can't prove that when we go a creative route, when we do something unique, whether it's really emotional or whether it's funny or whether it's silly, um, it's hard for them. You know, pe people just they, they, they back into, you know, no, we'll just talk about the features in our strategic plan and we'll do, you know, interview the boss or something like that. Um, so we're actually trying to build the ability to prove that when we go uh, a different route, when we don't talk about just the product and the features when we actually try to talk about the experience um, rather than the product or the service that it will actually do better. And, um, you know, there's uh, a guy named Terry O'Reilly. Uh, if you've ever, uh, you should try and get him on the podcast. He has a, he has a show on um, CBC in, in Canada called, uh, uh, oh, of course now I'm blanking on it because it's the end of the day, but he has a book called this I know. Um, and uh, he looked at the 16 uh, Cannes Festival gold winners, the, the, the Grand Prix winners, sorry, um, and said, yeah, that's all great. They win awards, but do they actually meet their sales uh, missions and their ROI goals? And every single one of them, all 16, actually surpassed what um, they had uh, forecasted. So anyways, uh, a bit of a tangent there in, in just talking about like how this can be used not just as something that's only tactical or that is something that you just need to be using information for. It can be allowed to really uh, explode out of the restrictions and the, the holdups that uh, your clients might have. Yeah, I think what I'm hearing you say, which I, I really love and resonate what you're saying there is that it, that playoff between creative and results, right? The creative yeah. implementation versus return on investment, which is ultimately what every client wants, you know. So when you're talking to, you know, companies such as Sandwich Video, who obviously highly creative campaigns, um, but also very successful campaigns, yeah. but the success of that campaign is potentially handled by the agency that they're working with, right? Um, yeah. But you, know, you, like me and many other um companies who or people who have joined the online video strategy blueprint for example or who listen to this podcast they're working in in 
areas, geographies in towns and cities that maybe they don't necessarily have a lot of clients that also work with the big agency to actually plan out their strategy. So they're coming to production companies for for a result, which is the ROI, and production companies are wanting to implement creative campaigns for these businesses. But if you can't connect the dots for those clients between your creative and ROI, then they're not going to come back or they're not going to engage you in the first place. Is Am I hearing you correctly? Yeah, that's exactly it. It's just that um, uh, a goal without a strategy is just a dream. And yeah. so when people say, I want it to do this, and then we, we go, okay, well, here's your tool. We have no way to prove whether it does this or not. And we, you know, we do have organizations that we do work with who do uh, have handled their digital marketing and done exceptionally well. And uh, because they, they had a strategy put to it and we made either content for it or we worked with them for it. You know, we have a, um, an organization that we do a video for, for, um, cattle equipment, uh, for taking care of cattle, not herding cattle. Um, but, um, you know, they, he has said, uh, our client has said that our videos along with the digital strategy they, they made has made that company millions of dollars. And it's funny because that, you know, at the beginning, uh, we're just trying to, you know, for on, he's trying to get his bosses. He's the director of marketing there. He's, he was new at the time just to, just to, you know, um, sign off on 15 grand for videos. And then the last one we did for their quarter was probably about 40, you know, which isn't anything crazy, but it was a product video It was definitely down kind of in that middle consideration level of, uh, of their funnel. It wasn't, uh, we're, we're, we're talking about a brand awareness video, which obviously can get a bigger budget. But, um, you know, he, he said is like, not only was, uh, you know, through the strategy, but it was through the work that was then done that by doing a kind of a SWOT analysis of other, his other teams to see, show that their videos weren't nearly as good, um, that we were able to make work. And then he was able to measure it and actually come back to show his bosses how much money it actually made th- for them and how the video played such a big part in that. So then the next time we were able to have the budget we wanted to work with and they've been coming back to us for four years now. So that's a really good you know, example of when you actually you know, put a plan to it uh, and then when you can actually measure it to see like, oh wow, okay, yeah, this actually did help um, rather than that old adage of like, I know my marketing's working, uh, sorry, I know 50% of my marketing is working, I just don't know which 50. <laughs> yeah, love it. So I'm interested to hear from you. We're just in closing here, Doug. Um, what would you say to other video producers, creatives out there, creative-minded people um, who who are maybe pushing back on this idea and thinking, you know, I just want to be a creative and, you know, marketing can be done by marketers. I'm a video producer. That's what I do. What would you, what would you say to those people? Um. Yeah, I think that, you know, if it's if it's a matter of they're just they don't think that they can do it, I, I think they can. I think that um, by taking actually, you know, your course, you had actually skipped, uh, helped us move an immense step uh, forward into actually making this a reality. And you can kind of like you can use it in the way that works best for you. I hired a digital strategy manager. I want to make it a, a big section of what we do because I feel it's like the, it's like a tripod. It's, it's going to be the third leg that really keeps us strong to make this kind of 360 degree experience for others. You know, you might just need to have the wherewithal and the understanding of how it all works and to know that, Oh, this might be something that needs to be put into a consideration video, or we need to actually consider this for Instagram or LinkedIn. 
you made, you've made all this infrastructure in a program that um, would have taken me honestly probably a year or two longer uh, to get research, to get planned, to get an understanding, to feel confident enough to hire somebody to then build it. I basically brought in uh, someone very experienced and actually said, hey, take a look at this, uh, this uh, training. I'd like you to do the whole thing and, uh, and you know, see if you, you know, what works for you, what doesn't. He basically adopted everything. He agreed with everything. So, um, you know, uh, for those who are just worried about it, uh, thinking it's something that they can't do, it's very, very doable. Um, and at the, at, the, at the least, you should know it. You should understand it if you want to be a video professional who – uh, is making content to have impact, to have, you know, if there's any kind of commercial uh, goals on this or any corporate goals on it, when people are asking you the questions, where should I use it for this or how should I use it? Or, you know, you're just going to have all these tools of uh, knowledge in your uh, in your chest and, and, and be able to bring them out at all different times. And there's a real freedom of that. You become a thought leader, you become um, respected and your clients look to you um, for, uh, for almost everything video concerned. So it's uh, very, very um, accessible to get this information. And for anyone who feels that they can't, they can. Yeah. I love that you said that. And I, I didn't necessarily intend you for it to be a shout out for the blueprint know, program I, like that, but I appreciate there was, it. There was no, uh, there was no uh, money sent and there was no, uh, uh, there was, you did not write endorse me, please. But um you know, it, it like in a world where everything is available, sometimes it's overwhelming. So before I really, you know, I can look up articles and blogs and all this kind of stuff. And I've learned a lot from that. And you kind of build your own. It's really nice to have something like really, really concise and put together. And I think you've done a really good job with that. So, um, again, it's, uh, you know, it's a uh, um, it was not a solicited plug, but something that's worth saying for sure. Appreciate it, Doug. And what I really love about the angle you took on that answer is, is for those video producers out there, those creatives, those cinematographers who they really don't see themselves as taking on the role of marketing, just having that, that understanding and being able to speak the language when you're speaking to a marketing company who's maybe briefing you on a project or if a client comes to you and, you know, with a brief that has come from a marketing company or an agency, yeah. then you're able to understand how that works and um, potentially maybe even provide some assistance and advice to ensure that the content that you create with all your creative juices flowing actually works for that business, which is ultimately what we want to do, right? Yeah. I think that's a good point to add. That is win-win, right? So, um, you know, the idea of you should be asking every for every project you go well what are you going to do with it and you should know that regardless because you need to know where it's going to be and the eyes it's going to be in front of well then what is what do you want that video to do and that's just an easy way you can do it. what does this need to do for you and when yeah. they say anything from you know i need this to help me in my sales i need the people to understand who we are i need uh i need to um uh, be able to inform people about our product uh at a at a, at a deeper level um, I want this to, you know, grow my company 30%. I want it to make a million dollars in sales. Any of those kind of things that you go, well, okay, well, what is your strategy for it? And if they say that they don't have one, you should at least, whether you do it or not, you should at least have an answer. That means you need to have some form of strategy because you are setting yourself up for mostly a, a very risky failure um, if you're not thinking about it at all. So yes, you can live in a bit of a bubble where I just make the creative, it's just fine. And if you're a sandwich video uh, where they've they've done very well for themselves and they're in LA and I, I speak no ill because they 
I don't know, makes it sound like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm giving them a shot. These guys are so amazing. They do it and they can, they can afford to not do it. I'm not saying you have to add digital marketing as like, uh, it's a necessary evil at all. Um, but it is something again, um, that, um, if you're wanting to make that impact or that you're trying to help a client, I would like to think that most people who are doing these are doing this to help improve someone's, uh, state. Um, then you need to make sure that that's actually going to happen and, uh, and be able to have some answers for them. So, you know, we even have like, we we're working on a partnership with a large digital marketing or a larger digital marketing company when we know that they need more than just us, they might need a website, they might need, uh, a full strategy for everything. Um, we want to make sure we have an answer for that because again, their success is our success. And uh, if they do well, we do well. And so if you want your videos to get noticed and you want them maybe to win awards and you want to be able to show other new clients that when we did this, this happened and we, and we were able to measure it, um, that's a pretty great way to drive business and make sure that your company stays afloat or grows. Love it. So good. Doug, I'm loving seeing your, your journey as, as you've built Tripwire over the years. Well, since we've been connected in 2018 anyway, there's a, there was a lot more before yeah. that that you you had done in that time as well. But over the last few years, um, it's been really exciting to see where you've been going with this. And I'm excited to see where you go in the next few years as well. So Yeah, thanks, man. I'm very excited. Uh, I, I would, I would uh, give one more piece of advice is for anyone who is getting into it. Don't be afraid to get your hands a little dirty. Um, you know, I, I'd say that maybe we took a little bit longer if I were able to look back a bit because we were being very very careful. Uh, I think there's a you don't want to wait for perfection to to launch. You want to make sure that you are trying some things out because you might want to be adjusting accordingly. It's a, that idea of like your boat is always going to uh, a new destination, but you're adjusting one degree at a time to make sure it stays on track rather than just planning it out from the very beginning. Um, so yeah, get your, get your hands dirty, um, and, and try a few things out and get some clients that trust you or that will allow you to do those things. And, um, you know, don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to lie to anyone or pretend that you do stuff that you don't do, but, um, by all means, don't wait for it to be all laid out perfectly for you. Cause it's probably going to change immediately anyway. So if that's uh, my one piece of advice that I would have taken myself probably a couple of months ago. Excellent advice there, Doug, and a great place to wrap up this interview sure. as well. Doug, it's been awesome to have you back on the show. We'll have to get you back in another 90 or so episodes, hey? Sure thing. I'll be around. <laughs> All right, my friend. Uh, take care. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, bud. All right, and big thanks again to Doug Darling for joining me on the show for you guys today. Did you enjoy today's episode? Let me know. Reach out to me on Instagram at engage underscore Ben. And if you haven't yet left a rating and a review for this podcast, I'd love you to do so on your podcast player of choice. Every rating and review helps this show reach more people and fires me up to keep doing this each and every week for you. And of course, if you want to jump in to the free training this week only, and it all wraps up on the 18th of September 2020, so you need to act now, head on over to onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com to register now for the free training and jump right in. And of course, this is all leading to the next open enrollment period of the Online Video Strategy Blueprint course, my flagship program that has now helped over 100 video producers transition to being confident video strategists. Learn more at onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com. 
And I want to thank you for listening to this episode all the way to the end. I'll be back with you next week for another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast.